our primary issue is we were just like, you know what, it would be amazing if we could just find out a way to pass out period products or enable people who menstruate, who also happen to be homeless, to have access to this. Welcome to Newhouse Impact, a collaboration between the SI Newhouse School of Public Communications and WAER. I'm Kevin Kloss. On this episode, Katie Zilkowski chats with Newhouse professor Mel White and former Newhouse grad student Olivia Kinzel. Under the guidance of Professor White, a class project was done by Olivia and other students where they proposed a collaboration between Dove and North Face to help homeless women manage their personal hygiene. Mel, Olivia, thank you for joining us here. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us. So to start off, could you both tell me a little bit about what exactly the Cycle Project is, about the campaign, what it hopes to accomplish? Yeah, for sure. So the Cycle Project was born out of one of the prompts that Professor White gave us in Portfolio 3, where we wanted to really look into a problem that was something that we're passionate about, something we wanted to solve using our medium with advertising or some kind of for the good work, but also bring some element of new technology into it. So it was something creative, kind of getting us working on solving new problems. So my partner, Yuri, and I were thinking about different things that were we were passionate about, and she actually had this little nugget of information that had come up in class, one of the classes she was taking, about how a lot of women who are homeless or people who menstruate who are homeless don't have access to the supplies and things that they need. And so we were like, well, that's actually really interesting. It's something you don't think about often. So we kind of dove into that. And we're realizing as we were researching that it was really difficult for homeless people who menstruate to safely and privately clean themselves. And we wanted to use that as kind of, this is a way to bring awareness to this problem, but also showing how we can maybe solve this with some new technology out there. And Mel, I mean, this was a part of your class. So can you tell me a little bit about why projects like this are important to you as a professor and to your field broadly? Yeah, it's very important. It's just something that it's interesting when people think of advertising, they think of your typical ad campaign, uh, a commercial or uh, some outdoor advertising or some print ads or maybe something in the digital space. Uh, but actually, advertising has changed a lot in the last 10 years. Yes, we still do that. But we also, a lot of companies, I mean, nonprofit organizations do it as well, but a lot of companies have now started trying to move the needle in areas that would be related to their products. So as creatives, as art directors and copywriters, it's our job then, we'll have briefs that come across our, you know, will be assigned in the industry uh, to solve these problems for the brands. So for example, for this particular project, Olivia and Yuri, uh, the two students working on this, um, chose the two brands actually, Dove and the North Face. So now here are two brands who have, you know, they create outstanding products, products that, you know, people find very useful in their lives, but then they they want to also, these companies want to give back. They want to give back to the communities. They want to give back to, um, to the world and to do something for the good using their products. So here's uh, Olivia and Yuri uh, used Dove, the Dove soap, and put that liquid soap into um, these packets, I think Olivia can discuss that a little bit further, like how they put that in these little packets, along with some water packets that are adjoined. Um, and then the North Face uh, 
they would create this poncho that would give them privacy. It would also turn into a tent. So it would also give you privacy do while women who are homeless um, have men, you know, of course they, uh, there's a lot of, a lot of women who are homeless still menstruate uh, depending on their age. And, uh, and this is something that can help address that. And this is something that the, these two brands would donate all of this, they would create this and they would donate it to shelters. They would donate it somehow to get it to, to the people who need it, who are, who are homeless and who are uh, female. So, um, so something like this is important because it is what something that, that you would do in the industry once you get a job. And Olivia, can you talk a little bit more about what these products are from Dove and North Face? I mean, Professor White here has um, talked a little bit about the Dove aspect and the North Face aspect, but could you break them down a little bit more? Yeah, absolutely. I'm so glad that you brought that up, Professor White, because there were in the initial parts of this project, people were kind of thinking, oh, this doesn't seem like they really go together. Why did you guys choose these two brand partners? And they were actually very intentional from the beginning. So in our research, Yuri and I were finding that Dove had one of the most sensitive body washes. So for women who you know, need access to these items to clean themselves, especially in these sensitive areas. It was important for us to make sure that we weren't creating more problems with our solution. And so by partnering with Dove, who is also a brand that is known for doing a lot of for the good stuff already. So that's kind of why we thought, oh, you know, they would be a good brand partner to kind of look into this. And then it lined up with the actual usefulness of their product. So we chose the Dove soap, which is one of the best for sensitivity purposes and kind of getting into that. That's when we thought, okay, this tackles one of our problems because there were really two big problems here that we wanted to tackle to overall tackle the bigger issue of helping um, women regain their dignity by being able to care for themselves in this way. So one of those issues underneath that umbrella is they need to be able to clean themselves. So Dove is great coming in here with the soap and we are able to find out a new way with some new tech um, to package this soap into packets that would allow them to have access to the actual soap material and then also sterile water because you can't just provide soap without ways for them to wash themselves. And then North Face comes in kind of in a secondary level because now that we've provided them with a way to clean themselves, they're still not safe environments. When we were doing some of our secondhand research, we were reading a lot of different accounts from women who had previously been homeless or had been homeless intermittently. And they were saying another issue is that it's there's no privacy. You have to go behind dumpsters or it's just out in the open and it's a very vulnerable position to be in. So as we were thinking, we we're like, well, we can't just make shelters because that's not always accessible. There's so many homeless women, it's a problem across the entire country. So how do we make this accessible so no matter where they are, they always have access to this? And that's how we got on to the idea of it becoming something that's more wearable, some kind of technology that they're able to bring with them place to place. And when we were doing this, we landed on the North Face because we also we're bringing this aspect of sustainability. We want this to be a project that could actually happen. And like we I'd said previously, we didn't want to create even more problems. We didn't want to create waste with this, which is when we were looking into, okay, what are some brands that do these things with sustainability, who have this for the good profile, but are also looking into using recycled materials in their clothing and their jackets. And that's how we landed on North Face. So a little unconventional there for the two different brand partners, but in the long term, they came together to actually come up with a solution that enabled us to not create more problems with our solution to the menstruation problem. 
You mentioned the sustainability aspect of this a little bit. Um, Was that something that you were focused on primarily going into it or did that come up as a secondary focus for you guys as you were getting further into your research and into the campaign as a whole? Yeah. So the great thing about that is it was secondary. At first, our primary issue is we were just like, you know what, it would be amazing if we could just find out a way to pass out period products or enable people who menstruate, who also happen to be homeless to have access to this. But as we kind of dug into the problem more and we're realizing, well, we could pass out this, we could do this. We are realizing, well, this creates so much waste. And sustainability had been one of those other things that we had thought, oh, maybe we'll tackle something with sustainability. Because when we were going into the project, Professor White had us come up initially with a bunch of different things that were really important to us. This happened to be the one that stuck out, but there were still these other issues that we wanted to be mindful of. And so sustainability came up again and again as we were doing research on period products and design and stuff like that. We are realizing, wow, there's actually a lot of waste that also comes in with these products. So just handing them out creates a lot of issues for the environment, but also the environment that these women and people are um, habitating frequently as well. And so we didn't want to just pile on more problems. So sustainability was secondary, but as we started integrating it into our process and realizing that we needed to shift our solution to like be able to um, fully work through all of these things, we realized it wasn't just a secondary thing anymore. It became a primary goal that we wanted to make sure our solution addressed so that way we wouldn't keep making new issues to go back and solve later. Mel, I'm wondering if these secondary issues often come up when you are um, helping to organize these campaigns and putting them together with students. Are people, are creatives in the ad business often coming face to face with not only one problem that they're addressing, but two? Um, That's interesting. Yeah, sometimes it is a single problem. Sometimes it is multiple, especially as you get to more, as you do research, that's, that's so important for art directors and copywriters to do as they tackle a problem and try to come up with a creative solution is they first and foremost need to do the research. They need to understand, they need to kind of put themselves in there in somebody else's shoes. So in this case, put yourself into a homeless woman's shoes, because then you can start to uh, one, do the research and two, start to think about, you know, as as a female, especially, I mean, Olivia and Yuri, both being females, can put themselves in, in the shoes of, okay, what if I was homeless? And I was, and it was that time of the month, what, what, uh, and I was menstruating, then what would I need? Um, I wouldn't have access to, you know, an apartment or a place to live, I would be out on the street. So what would that feel like? What would they be like? And then as you go through that process, you might realize, oh, it's bigger than one problem. That's, there's actually a couple problems you need to solve to, um, you know, to uh, come up with a creative solution for that. Now, the products that you have in your campaign, are those products or versions of those products, do those already exist? Or are those things that you guys have sort of modified or even created from scratch to present a solution? Yeah. So the great thing about that is these are completely from scratch, completely brainstormed based on Yuri and I's ideas and research and thoughts on the design for this. But the really amazing thing is we wanted to make sure it was something that would also be able to be made. So for the soap packets, which were designed to become 
biodegradable within four to six weeks, so that way we weren't adding to litter problem, is made of a compound of sodium alginate and calcium chloride, which is actually commonly found in some food packaging nowadays, as we're seeing more of this um, sustainable packaging popping up. These are used for like sauce packets or other things that hold liquids. So we, we found this out and during our research we're like oh that's super interesting but it's not really being used outside of the food sphere how can we pivot this and use this to be our solution here and so that's kind of how we landed on the sustainable biodegradable packaging for the soap and sterile water packets as for the north face jacket which we suggested making it out of graphene which graphene is just an arrangement of carbon molecules in a certain manner and it produces this very strong but flexible material. So it's something that's going to be extremely durable and will actually be able to provide um, shelter and safety for women who would like to clean themselves and change themselves. So using this graphene, we were like, this is amazing. But of course, because it's very durable and very flexible, we ran into the problem where, well, this would also be very difficult difficult to get. This material might be expensive. But again, along sustainability lines, we were doing jumping into the research, like Professor White said. And we found that now, just recently within the last year, because keep in mind, this project is fairly recent. So, you know, these are a lot of new technologies, really new technologies that are just now coming out that we could utilize to have this become something that could actually happen, but you can heat shock any kind of carbon waste. So think food waste, think plant waste, anything basically made of carbon, and you can heat shock it into graphene. And this provides an affordable solution to making this very durable and necessary material. So using those different new technologies, we could create the solution and then we also have our brand partners, Dove and the North Face, that would we would tap, you know, to kick back for the finances and other things. But this is completely hypothetical. This was out of Yuri and I just took Professor's White, Professor White's prompt and ran with it, really. But even though it's hypothetical, it could be executable. And I think that's was really important to us from the beginning. And so that's how we got to this point. Yeah, Mel, as a professor, I mean, you're looking at this sort of outside of doing all of this research that Yuri and Olivia had done. How executable does this seem to you? Oh, definitely executable. Uh, the new technologies that they researched are doable. These are technologies that, you know, aren't used for this specific idea. And that's what makes this an idea that, uh, you know, a, a, a creative solution to a problem using technology that exists. And that's part of the project. You can't make up technology. It can't be like, okay, if we don't have flying cars now, then you can't use flying cars as part of your idea. It has to be something that is, is technology that's out there that you're using differently for, um, for a solution to a problem, um, a creative solution. So this is doable. And, you know, Dove and North Face uh, would have the financial means to be able to pull this off. You know, a project like this, if they want to give back and this, you know, and this would be a brief um, that in a creative, what we call a creative brief, which is a kind of an outline of a project in the industry. And uh, the account folks would uh, and strategy folks would brief the creative team uh, or creative teams on a project. They, they The reason why they would brief a team on, on a project is because the, um, the their clients already has the funds 
to create a project like this. So you sometimes there's a budget. So on that creative brief, sometimes there's like a particular budget they have to be within. So when you come up with an idea, when a creative team comes up with an idea like this, before pitching it to the client, um, the production person at the agency would then cost it out, do some basic costs and try to see if it's within budget. If the clients don't have a budget, then you can always show the idea without saying how much it would cost because there really wasn't a budget and they were kind of open. And if they were really on board with the idea they and, and if they could find the money, then they would, uh, they would, even if it maybe cost a little more than they were hoping for, they might be able to find the money because they believe in the project. So there's a, you know, there, there's reality, of course, when it comes to finances in the, uh, it, with clients, you just have to work within their budgets. I want to move on to the last kind of aspect of these products and this partnership between Dove and North Face that you guys pitched. That is the QR code and the dispensers. Um, how important was it for you guys to have the, multiple locations and the sort of adaptability and ease of not making this a one-time product. Absolutely. So this came about after we had kind of workshopped this initial idea with Professor White and it was great and we loved it and we wanted to keep building, but then we reached this point and we're obviously looking at this, okay, well now how do we distribute this? It can't be a one and done thing. There needs to be some kind of sustainable support and access to these products. Otherwise it's a one-time thing. The brand gets their pat on the back and it doesn't go any further. And so Yuri and I kind of went back to the drawing board with this and we realized it couldn't just be some kind of distribution. It had to be something that had longevity. So we were kind of thinking about a bunch of different ways to do this. And we also started thinking about the fact that we wanted to make sure the people that these were intended for were the people who were using them. And that's kind of how we landed on the whole QR code aspect of the project, which being able to have a readable QR code on one of the flaps of the jacket that turns into a shelter. And each one would have its unique um, kind of readability. So we would be able to catalog which jacket is being handed out when we do do these distributions and outreach into communities, either through shelters or volunteer groups, which was how we pitched it. Um, we would be able to know how many we're handing out, making sure it's getting into the right hands. And then those numbers would be able to be tracked through the QR code. And then anytime we had a dispenser um, across major cities, across different areas where there's um, homelessness hotspots, anyone who has one of the jackets would be able to show the QR code to the scanner on the dispenser and would then be replenished with the Dove Cycle Packs being able to clean themselves off again. So it adds the sustainable factor to this. And it was something that honestly, we didn't think about at first. At first we were trying to tackle the problems of, okay, you have to be clean, but you also have to be safe. And uh, Professor White brought up, well, how do we how do we keep this going? How do we make sure that this is accessible long-term? And that's where we kind of looked back into that brief and looked back into, okay, let's bring new technology into this. Let's see how we can use this to um, our advantage to be able to make sure that they're accessible whenever they're needed and not just when a volunteer org is going to be passing them out for an hour on one day. So that's kind of how we landed there with that that aspect of the QR codes. My final question to perhaps you both is, what are the next steps for a project like this? Are you pitching it to anyone? Are you hoping that it becomes that? Are you hoping that it's seen by the companies that you mentioned or companies adjacent to them? How do you envision 
How do you envision the future for this campaign? I think that's a great question. And it's honestly some area where I think Yuri and I can even do a little more work and get into this, maybe even revisiting and kind of fine tuning our initial ideas. You know, we have not pitched this to Dove or the North Face. Initially, it was created completely as um, speculative work. Uh, but we were through talking about this and then also um, giving kind of presentations on this, we keep getting this feedback like, oh, well, you should pitch this to the government. You should pitch this to these people. And so the more we keep hearing this, the more we're like, oh, well, we really need to do something with it. So yeah, I mean, I think ideally we would like to be able to bring this to brands who are willing to make this kind of commitment and willing to do something big and make these changes. But as of right now, I know Professor White, you may also be able to talk a little bit on this. It's also being entered as a project, though, from the advertising standpoint, into different award shows, into different festivals, and it's garnering attention there. So at the very least, it is showing people that these ideas that we're having in the industry and the way that we can creatively tackle these problems, you know, this isn't dead. This isn't, you know, good work that actually inspires people and can do good and make change is out there and it'll at least inspire that thinking and those thoughts about tapping into those new ways of thinking and new technologies to bring these changes. Excellent. Um, so primarily in my classes um, is to get the art director and copywriter students prepared for the industry. These are the kind of briefs that you're going to get at uh, top ad agencies. Uh, we have other briefs too that, that uh, uh, that are more integrated campaigns and uh, so we have a variety of briefs that we that we work on and so this particular one with this particular project this is the kind of project that would stand out in a portfolio when interviewing for internships and jobs um, and also would stand out in award you know when you're entering an award show so it's already won some awards which is very exciting and when there are some other award shows we're entering it into uh, so that also will help in helping these helping you know Yuri and Olivia as well as other students who have created projects in this direction um, to help them have their portfolios stand out to ad agency creative recruiters and creative directors to help the students get into these top agencies and to work on projects like this at the agencies and ultimately yes if there's a way to pitch this idea to Dove or to North Face or both, that would be fantastic. It's it's uh, a little harder if you're not going through an agency because, uh, but if you, for some reason, end up at an agency that has one of those clients, that'd be fantastic because you can even pitch it to the agency or you could try to go the other direction and direct, directly um, contact the clients. We have not actually, I don't think we've had students try that yet. Um, but it's primarily to show the creative thinking uh, that um, uh, so uh, in their portfolios, so agencies can see this creative thinking and say, wow, that's the kind of creative thinking we want at our agency. It's already won awards. We also want, you know, that these type of students, you know, like say Olivia and Yuri to come to our agency and create this outstanding work like that and also um, do good for the world and win awards for our agency. So, so it's primarily for that reason. Um, and when you actually create these projects for real at ad agencies, those will really get produced. So, so um, 
There's also one other opportunity, and I don't know if Olivia knows this or not, but when you do get to a, a full-time job in an ad agency, uh, that you can always sort of pitch this idea to the agency. The agents, you know, ad agencies are always looking for um, doing things for the good like this. They have, they do pro, a lot of the agencies do pro bono work already. So they could actually, if you pitch this to an agency that you're at, they could actually, you know, with you, pitch it to Dove and North Face. They have, you know, I bet you they probably have, con somebody at the agency probably already has contacts at Dove or North Face or could create new contacts there. So there, I, that would probably be the more likely way of trying to pitch it to Dove and North Face is to go through an agency that you're working at. Well, Olivia, Mel, thank you both so much for your time today. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. Thank you for having us. Thanks for listening to Newhouse Impact, a collaboration between WAER and the Newhouse School at Syracuse University. Our associate producer is Emma Hudson. And a special thanks to Dr. Regina Luttrell, Associate Dean of Research and Creative Activity. Find more from the department at newhouse.syr.edu research. You can find more about this podcast at waer.org. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. I'm Kevin Kloss. Thanks for listening.